And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. And welcome to the Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is, as promised, my magical sidekick, Ben <laughs> Needenthal. I can't believe you remembered that from last time. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> and it's a hundred percent true as well. Of course, it is. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, what's going on? You know, well, we had such a good time with Chris Borja last time that we thought we'd bring him back topic about a whole new topic he actually never left he slept here all week waiting <laughs> right. for this next, this next yeah, i'm glad i made the cut so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had no choice Chris. I, I, thank I, you I, and welcome back yeah i think his <laughs> missus would have sent out a search party by now <laughs> um anyway so recently i've had a lot of clients calling because we're coming out of tax season and they have found that somebody has stolen their identity and their tax refund and then they say what do i do and i say call your accountants um because there's a whole they list say, i don't know who i am because they stole my identity <laughs> right that's a good one right so because of that and because um a friend of mine growing up his mom was not necessarily the most ethical person in the world and she took out a bunch of what's her name uh no (laughs) good try though but you know she took out loans in his name and all sorts of stuff and then she skipped town and here he is at 18 years old going my credit is wrecked what do do i do do i know this person yes okay you do um anyways so it's a big mess I'll post it in the, 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 clip, the show uh-huh, notes. Uh-huh, whatever. Right. Um, so, Chris, on top of being the networking guru from, and founder of Become a Better Networker, he is also a Legal Shield representative. Um, and specifically, they sell a product called ID Shield. Is that right? Yep, ID Shield. That's what I thought. And ID Shield helps. Good guess. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty quick. <laughs> and ID Shield is a way of preventing and monitoring and protecting yourself from these bad guys who steal identities, right? Absolutely. Okay. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, to be honest, like I have these clients call me. Well, all right. You have to appeal with the IRS, which is why you have to go to your accountant. You have to notify all sorts of people. Well, I can only do so much as an attorney that it's going to be cost effective for you. So what all does ID Shield do and what what are the risks really with identity theft? Yeah, the the risk with identity theft is that all of our, I don't know all of us, but a lot of our information is already out there. And that's the scary part is that there's just so with all these, I don't know if you've seen all these data breaches, like literally every day. There's a new data breach. I got two letters personally last week for data breaches. Thanks, student loans. <laughs> yep. There are a lot. Hospitals are getting hit. Oh, yeah. um, the U.S. government, even the IRS has been been hit. Homeland Security. Websites especially. Yeah, yeah. websites. Target. Um, yeah, Target is one of the original ones. Where one of the early big ones that happened was Target. Mm-hmm. And that kind of highlighted 
all the risk that people were actually at. So, and those are just the ones that, you know, the ones that we hear about and know about, but there's so many other ones that we don't hear about. Mm. And on top of all those data breaches, you also have uh, our information out there where it might not be secured. So think about all the different places throughout our life where we've played sports, gone to school, gone to the doctors, all of those places, they have our information, they have our social security numbers, all of our information pretty much. And how are they securing it? Just maybe an employee with a unlocked file cabinet behind. And that's on top of just all the data breaches where it's just being transferred out in the marketplace. So um, there, there's definitely a huge need for some kind of protection for people, but they just don't know. And what you started with is confusing. Just where do they even start? I mean, who, re- I mean, think about it. If something were to happen to you, with your identity, you just found out that you know it's not just been breached, but somebody's been doing things in your name. You've got a, a car that's being repossessed, and they're looking for it, and they're calling you, and they want to know where you're hiding, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, you know, wh- who do you call about that? Who's? I mean, you call the police. What are they going to tell you? You know, you call the FBI. What are they going to say? You call your credit bureaus, and so people are really confused right now of what exactly they're supposed to do. So we offer a plan that helps people out through, you know, not just the the monitoring up front, but even the full restoration on the back end for them. Okay, so so if somebody comes to you and they've uh, they've had this happen to them, you can help them sort of, I guess, begin the process of getting it all back to somewhat normal. Yeah, we can, but really, where where most of our members come in from is before that happens, and that's really what we're looking for is mm-hmm. before. So there there is help available from afterwards. It's a it's a flat rate cost that they have available for them, but it's still going to cost them a lot more than if they had some kind of plan in place. It's just kind of like wrecking your car; you can't go afterwards and say, you know, this thing's pretty much <laughs> trashed. And what kind of plans do you have in place for yeah. for that? So I mean, it, it could still be taken care of, but really, what we want to do is is help people before they get targeted because just i mean you jen you share you have some friends that you had that um have shared with you they've had their identity stolen i just had three friends from church that that have had their identity stolen here mm-hmm. over the last two three weeks and it was a whole family like mm-hmm. the whole families are the ones i mean they're taking kids identities parent i mean they're taking everybody's identity or i find this time of year coming out of tax time um as everyone was filing pushing up to the deadline people would go to electronically file their taxes and it would say IRS website would say you've already filed oh. and they go what huh. <laughs> wait a minute and they've waited to the 11th hour to file their taxes they're trying to hit submit and it's rejecting it so now are you late yeah. are you not late somebody else has your refund uh. you don't get your refund wait what's happening what do you do so, obviously, in that yeah. one, you contact the IRS. Yeah. Okay. But what else did they get to? Yeah, seriously. Did they open up credit accounts? Did they open up a... Yeah. Right. Yeah, any number of things. Right. So, from a legal perspective... Subscribe to magazines you don't want to get. I mean, you know... <laughs> it's Cat it's Weekly. Bad. That's a big problem. <laughs> right. Cat, cat facts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 I said didn't want to get it. <laughs> oh. um, but, like, from the legal perspective, there's only so much an attorney can do. Right. In all honesty. Like, we can obviously write all your credit bureaus. You, We can give you instructions to cancel all your credit cards, which, you know, you don't really want to actually cancel the legitimate accounts. You want to get a new card and have monitoring put on because, if not, that can wreck all your credit. Hmm. So, you know. Yeah. There's some planning here. There's some strategy. But, you know, most of the legwork, it's not going to be worth it to pay an attorney. Yeah. 
because it's just that legwork. Right. And just like doing an investment up front for having insurance or doing your estate planning or anything else, it's much cheaper to do it on the front side than on the back side. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm thinking that most people don't have something in place already because either they're not aware of how bad it is if, if they haven't encountered it. Sometimes one of those things just, it already happened. It's like too late. Uh, sometimes people might think it's too costly. You know, it's an added oh, yeah. expense for them to be able to have some kind of plan in place. Or they might have something in place and think it's going to take care of them, but it really isn't. And mm -hmm. so what, let me share real quick. A lot of times if you watch any kind of TV or commercials, you see all kinds of things that say, we'll monitor your credit, credit monitoring services. And a lot of banking institutions, a lot of, a lot of financial credit cards, all that, they'll offer something like that, which is a good starting point. But if you look at it, really what they're doing exactly what they say they're going to do, which is monitoring. And the way I like to explain that to people is that if you have an alarm system on your home or your office, so just kind of picture your alarm system. You've got the little motion sensors inside inside the house. You've got the you know the alarm that'll trip if somebody was to break in. But what's wrong with that scenario is that they're already inside by the time the alarm is triggered, and that's what most credit monitoring services do. Is they say, hey, somebody's broken into your place. Somebody's broken into your identity, and it's too late. And now they're dealing with the aftermath. Of that so there's kind of like a false sense of security by mm -hmm. having some kind of credit monitoring so it's a good starting point it's better to have an alarm it's better to have credit monitoring than nothing at all but it's just not enough nowadays because it's it's too it's too little too late and everything we just talked about so far today is what they're going to be dealing with who do they call with who's going to do all this legwork who do they even call and do they have the time most people don't have extra time in their day that i know mm. everyone's like you know, from one activity to the next between work and if they have kids, they have kids activities or they have volunteer activities. Uh, really, people don't have time. Where would they fit in fixing identity on their checklist for the day? So the first thing is that that credit monitoring. Um, the second thing is is what's what's being monitored. Is it just the credit profiles that are being monitored? Because with all these breaches, what happens is that our information, like as we sit here, as, as the listeners are out there, we're, as we're sitting here, our information is probably being traded as we sit. It's probably being traded out in the, in the black market, back and forth, they're buying, selling, and trading identities. And there are so many identities floating around out there nowadays that the, the price actually drops slightly for hmm. the price. And there's, there's that many identities out in the marketplace. Surplus. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there's a surplus. So just, just individually, there, there's about two and a half identity that I, well, actually, there's 1.9 identity thefts every single second. Every second. Do the math. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, every now, single second. In the United States, or is that worldwide? That's just here in the U.S. That's what we try. Wow. Yeah, so if you think about it, there, you know, in, in the course of an hour, there's about 2,000 identities that are being stolen. Right. Compare that with about 74 robberies that happen within an hour, which is pretty terrifying like wow 74 people just got robbed in this hour or you know let's say this show is like half an hour or whatever it is so just divide and half so there'd be 30 something robberies but there'd be a thousand identity thefts while we're doing this broadcast huh. right but and it's not just for your credit they're not necessarily just applying for credit cards running up credit but i mean it's social security it's medical insurance it's medical stuff in general um criminal they can 
give a false ID and then you now have a criminal background. Like, what's that? <laughs> I, I didn't rob anybody. Well, guess what? Yeah. You did now. You yeah. just, well, what are you going to say? Just say, well, it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> they haven't heard, they haven't they heard haven't that heard, one before. They haven't heard that before. Yeah. No, oh, right. okay. we got to let you go then, you know. Right. Or your kids. <laughs> Who, who's yeah. going to steal a child's identity? Well. Yeah. yeah let, let me share, like, a little bit about, like, so social security identity theft, what that looks like. Well, first of all, like, all the stuff that most people talk about that we see in the news is, is in the credit line. You know, credit. Right. It's It's a headache. It's a pain in the butt to deal with. It might take a while to fix, but ultimately the financial institution is going to, they're going to reimburse it. They're going to credit it at some point if it wasn't that person, you know, once they prove it wasn't them. Right. So it's, and it also only accounts for about 17% of all identities, but that's like 90 plus percent of what we hear about is, you know, all this credit, you know, they took my credit card and stuff like that. But social security, why would somebody want to take your social well, a couple of reasons. Maybe one, they have some some back taxes and they need a clean social. Where they, or maybe they they aren't here legally in this country, and need a social. Or who knows what other reasons? They might just need it to work so they don't have to pay taxes on it hmm. because it's getting charged to somebody else. So people, mm-hmm. the, the dangerous thing too with that is even if you if we have a monitoring service, a lot of times if somebody is working under one of our social security numbers, we won't find out about that till maybe years later when the IRS is contacting us wondering where our why we didn't claim this income from 2010 or whatever mm-hmm. you know and saying we're, we're you didn't you didn't include this and so because somebody got a you know they got notified that there was some income in our social but now they're saying hey you didn't claim this and we're like oh that wasn't us you know how do we fix that again so and that won't necessarily show up on the credit report and that's nope. kind of the scary part so that kind of sneaks in there that's a lot more serious uh, driver's license fraud the, the medical that you talked about yeah, medi- yeah medical fraud so not only can it rack, rack up a ton of bills because we know how much medical services can be but not can, not only can it rack up a ton of bills but also it could potentially change our medical records our medical history i mean mm-hmm. blood type any mm-hmm. kind of um, ailments that we have or any oh, wow. or that they might have yeah. and all of a sudden is is mixing the two of them together and in, in a crisis it might be a life-threatening because there might not be enough time to decide, hey, which one is the right one? Yeah. So it is a lot more serious than just the financial. Or it could also, um, one that I had from a client, her friend, in quotation marks, stole her medical insurance card because they were, looked very similar, a whole bunch of details, and went and got lap band surgery because the one person's medical insurance covered that. Huh. Problem is, once you've had that once, that's in your medical insurance history, that's in everything, and if you need that treatment, medical insurance denies it. Yeah. That's actually how she discovered it, is it was something that she had been looking for, um, and she had been planning on it, and she went to apply to have everything approved by the medical insurance, and the medical insurance said you've already done this and she's like um i think i'd remember <laughs> yeah i wouldn't forget you already got four of these what do you need a fifth for? <laughs> right um but i mean there's coverage issues too right. that come through for right. medical insurance fraud yeah hmm yeah. so yeah you, you wow. touch you touch i mean so part of it also you talked about like criminal activities or things like that so you know why would somebody want to do 
some kind of criminal activity with their lid. I mean, so that's the one thing they're going to be honest about. <laughs> they're going to use their actual, right. they're going to use their actual social or driver's license or, you know, personal address. So what they do is they'll use other people's. But one thing that you'll start seeing a lot more of is something called synthetic identity theft, mm-hmm. where it might not be all of yours, Ben, or yours, Jen, or me, even mine, but it might be a combination where they piece things together. So it might be somewhat a real person, but not all of it. So yeah. they're kind of creating their own identities. With, yeah. with these things. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Right. And then those identities gain sentience and take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rise of the... Uh, copyright. Copy, I'm copywriting that right now. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how does ID Shield guard against all of this and fix it if it happens? Yeah. So what we do is we actually are... The ID Shield product, we're actually partnered with a company called Kroll. And they're very well known as far as being the world leader in risk management. Anyone who has a high level government security type clearance probably use Kroll mm-hmm. to, to clear them. So through our service, Kroll is actually the one doing these services. So what really makes it unique and different is not the basic coverages up front, just like those, the credit monitoring, that's gonna be there. That's, that's good, it's a good entry point. But more importantly, is we'll, we'll also monitor the black market to see if our members' information is being bought, sold, traded, and it literally will flag the, mem- the members via email and just let them know instantly if, if it was them, if it wasn't them, if, you know, so it's an earlier alert system. So before I, I kind of paint the analogy of an alarm system around the house and it's too late by the time we're triggered, what this does is kind of like having the barking dog outside, having the motion sensors, the video cameras, the ground sensor. So there's an earlier alert to a potential threat. But here's the thing with identity theft is there's no company, uh, there's no company, not even ours, that can guarantee that you won't have your identity identity stolen. Right. Um, it's a crime, which means that we could take safeguards and precautions against it, but there's no one that can guarantee that you won't have your identity stolen, that you won't get robbed, that you won't, you know, I mean, there's no way you can guarantee against a crime, but we can take safeguards against it. So that's what we do is by having that monitoring, it's a lot of peace of mind for our members where they just know that somebody's watching it and truly no news is good news. So I had a lady that she was traveling and her bag got stolen out of the, the, her rental car. And they took the top bag, which had all of her information, her laptop, everything in it. Mm-hmm. So she was worried about, you know, did they just take it and they threw it in the trash and, you know, took everything of value or are they planning to use it later? So the silence is, is causing a lot of anxiety. So what our plan does is it allows people to know that, hey, you know, no news is good news because we're monitoring those trade sites to see if that information is being traded. Yeah. Um, on Got top it. of that, what happens is that if and when somebody's identity is stolen, or maybe, like Jen said, you know, children are getting their identity stolen, which is really tragic. And here, let me just touch on that real quick. The reason why there's, uh, the children are, are one of the fastest growing targets for identity theft is because anyone who's had a child recently knows that they pretty much issue a social security number shortly after birth. So they're, right. they're, they're issued a, a social security number almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And when is the first time do you think that most people might even check that? You know, maybe when oh, they're 13, 14. In their teenage years, yeah, yeah. maybe uh, any 13, maybe 16, maybe eight. Who knows when it is? But it's going to be well into their teenage years, which is a right. long time for it to be a clean slate. So they're actually children. They turn 18. They go get their first car or apartment. And they find that they already have a car that's been repossessed. They already have a home that's been in foreclosure. They already have back taxes. And that's how they're starting off life. And we already Mm -hmm. talked about earlier, what do you do about that? Who do you call and straighten that out? Who's going to care? And who's going to straighten all that out? So what we do on the back end is is Kroll will actually 
assign a licensed private investigator, and that's what makes this unique, is not somebody in a call center on a headset reading a flow chart, have you called this person, and making everyone do the legwork. What's different with us is that a member of Kroll, who is a licensed private investigator, will actually take our member's file mm -hmm. and restore their identity for them. Our members have the ability to sign a limited power of attorney and just have them do as much as they legally can for them, which means even sending the letters, making phone calls, waiting. I mean, imagine how much, just to fix a phone bill or utility bill, imagine how much time we spend doing that. Imagine fixing an identity. And that's what Kroll, uh, a member of Kroll will do for our members in restoring it. So we'll, we have a, a $5 million service guarantee, which basically means that up to, we'll spend up to $5 million to restore our members' identities. So it pretty much means whatever it takes, as long as it takes, to restore our members' identity to the pre-breach condition, that's what we'll do for them. So it's true peace of mind because we do the monitoring, the black market monitoring, all, all that kind of stuff, email addresses, social media, um, bank accounts, all that kind of stuff is all monitored. But on top of that, if and when it happens, that's where really we need some kind of real plan in place, and that's where it comes into play. Hmm. Right. And that's all stuff, I mean, you could try to monitor all of this on your own, but it's not gonna work out well for you. And again, if you have to pay an attorney to fix it, we can't really do all that legwork. I mean, we can, it's gonna cost you a ridiculous amount of money though. And that's that's not worthwhile, not for an insurance. Basically, I'm gonna call it like an insurance policy. Yeah. It's an active insurance for you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's basically identity insurance for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Is yeah. how I mean I'd look at it. it. It should be something built into your overhead expenses that you just count on every month, so that way you and your family are protected. Yeah. And it's similar in nature because it does that kind of um, coverage as far as, but we don't call it an insurance for a reason. No. And but there, here's here's the reason why is because what we do is we actually provide the service. A lot of times, yeah. and this is where what differentiates us a lot too is there's companies out there that once the, their identity is compromised, they, the, the individual member, the person who is, who is the victim, is now responsible for getting their attorney. And most people yeah. don't have money saved up in a case my you know they don't have it in case I, my identity got stolen fund in the no. bank account you know so it, it, it leaves them a square what so what what these what the other plans do a lot of times is they'll provide some kind of reimbursement where people will go out hire all these people try to get their identity fixed or to a certain amount and then they'll reimburse them if they feel it was directly as a result of that particular you know incident right. or whatever and, and that's really where where ours is different is that having that actual uh, private invest licensed private inge investigator doing that work for them so it just takes it's just a lot of peace of mind where it's a one-stop you know everything from the front end and all the way to the back end if something happens so you know no news is good news if any if anything ever happens uh, you know there's, there's literally nothing that they can do about it you know be, i mean once they have a plan there's nothing more they can do about it so my wife and i if, if we, we get the emails every month that we've been monitoring your profile and your credit and there's been no changes so it's peace of mind you know no news is good news mm. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, ideal. I mean, essentially, it's possible that right now somebody's already stolen my identity that they just, they just haven't utilized anything with it, right? Or they could have access to it. Maybe they haven't used it. So they have, I think there's about 1 billion um, identities that have been compromised just over the last year. And so that's how many are out there. So there might be some safety in numbers because they have all of ours. So maybe they just haven't right. picked We're which one we're all in it together. Yeah. So, so yeah. if you're sitting out there right now going, nope, I'm good. You know, yeah. you, you might actually not be so good. So that, that's a solid reason. Yeah, the, the chance of somebody getting hit with identity theft is 1 in 19. Wow. 
Wow. One in 19 is their odds of getting hit with identity theft. And um, once they're involved in a, a breach, so if they're part of one of these data breaches, that goes up to one in three. Yeah. Wow. And how many of us have gotten that fun little letter? Yay. <laughs> Including from Sally Mae and some of those student loan creditors. Everyone out there with student loans. Nope. Ah, yep. Your information's at risk, too. Any number of websites I've opened up accounts on to, you know, participate in, stuff like that. Yep. Any even, of that. Yeah, even my children, where they were born in, in California, the hospital got breached. So oh, their information's man. out there. Right. Yeah. So, huh. so note to self, it's a dangerous world out there, and you need to protect yourself as yes. best and your family best yes. you can. And whereas hundreds of years ago that meant not uh, swords and guns, now it's electronic monitoring yeah. and yeah. ID theft. Yep. Yeah, and the old ways of protecting ourselves is not the same anymore. That's changed. Because remember, people say, hey, make sure you shred your credit card receipts. And if you get ah. junk mail, don't throw it in the trash. Make sure you shred yeah. those two. Yeah, that's not how they're getting it anymore. No. Yeah. Everything is electronic. So, yeah. yeah. Go, no one's going through your trash. No. no one wants to go through no. your trash. No. That's too much effort when uh, a yeah. few keystrokes gets yep. them access. They just buy them in bundles of a million. That's yeah. what they do. Small, small bundles. Million people at a time. No biggie, right? Yeah. I can picture that black market in my head, and it's like this dark area and all these criminals standing around, and they're all swapping. I don't know. It's stupid. Anyway. But, re but really, it's a couple... Uh, a couple nerds on a computer somewhere going... Yep. Yeah. In mom's basement. Yeah. 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 Maybe not. No, they're not, probably not a little a, more sophisticated. I imagine right. they're out of mom's basement. At that I point. would hope so. And yes. if not, they're not very good. Right. <laughs> but we don't want to encourage We don't them, want so. to encourage <laughs> that. Yep. I mean, you have to start somewhere, though. So, I mean, you know, it's uh, <laughs> they need networking. That's the yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, great. Well, thanks uh, very much, Chris, for coming in today. Uh, I'm looking forward to Ben's lawyer joke of the week. But first, we have some housekeeping. Um, as always, if you are, would like to follow us on social media, please find us on Facebook. That's our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, suggest topics, ask questions, anything you really want related to the episodes. If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, you can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Rout every week. Uh, and if you're a Twitter user, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter, uh, and Jen is nothing on Twitter. Exactly. Nothing. One less place to have my identity stolen. <laughs> <clears throat> if you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes uh, out of your very busy day, head on over to iTunes, rate and review us. It really helps us out with visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And finally, we would like to thank all of our listeners. It's because of you that our podcast even exists. And if you would like what you... If, oh, man, I screwed that up. If you <laughs> like what you hear, uh, please hit, hit the subscribe button. Remember, sharing is caring. Jen, would you like to hear the lawyer joke of the week? I absolutely would. I figured you would. Uh, okay. Let's see. Oh, I had it pulled up. That's ridiculous. And here he goes again. I have one. What do you call a smiling, courteous person at a bar association convention? What? The caterer. <laughs> I think actually we did that one. <laughs> we might have. <laughs> I think we did. We can't do that. I was trying to find one that was on You were trying to out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> what's wrong with lawyer jokes? I don't know. Lawyers don't think they're funny, and nobody else thinks they're jokes. <laughs> Terrible. It's wonderful. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week. I'm Ben Edenthal. And I'm Attorney General. <laughs> First, thanking our guest, Chris Borha, for being here on behalf of Legal Shield. And again, saying, ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. Okay, folks. We'll see you next week. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.